The Green New Deal has been pretty contentious. You've got most of the mainstream major players in the Democratic 2020 presidential primary race agreeing with the Green New Deal, and many conservatives slamming the Green New Deal as completely unrealistic. But now, a new contender has joined the fray. Co-founder of Greenpeace, Patrick Moore, has been dragging Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, saying she has no idea what she's talking about. He talks about how her plan would actually result in mass death. But Patrick Moore has an interesting history. While he's the co-founder of Greenpeace, he did leave the organization. So today, let's take a look at the latest news from the New York Post, which is claiming that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is a hypocrite, and look at the response from Patrick Moore, co-founder of Greenpeace. But before we get started, make sure you follow me over on Minds at minds.com slash timcast. We're setting up a new distributed newsroom on our Subverse channel. So follow us there, share news, and just highlight information you think needs to be covered. If you want to support these videos, just share them on social media to help spread the message. Our first story from Town Hall. Green Jihad, co-founder of Greenpeace, rips AOC over her terrible Green New Deal. Patrick Moore, an original co-founder of the extreme environmental group Greenpeace, is ripping Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez over her terrible Green New Deal. In a series of tweets, he was rather rude, I would say, in pushing back on Cortez, actually calling her a pompous little twit. But before I read through what he was saying to her, I want to go over why. This story from the New York Post was published a couple days ago. Gas-guzzling car rides expose AOC's hypocrisy amid Green New Deal pledge. Freshman rep Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to save the planet with her Green New Deal, but she keeps tripping over her own giant carbon footprint. We're like, the world is going to end in 12 years if we don't address climate change, she says. And like, this is the war, this is our World War II. Last week, she ratcheted up the rhetoric. It is basically a scientific consensus that the lives of our children are going to be very difficult due to climate change. And it does lead young people to have a legitimate question. Is it okay to still have children? But where the New York Post begins to drag her, they say, since declaring her candidacy in May 2017, Ocasio-Cortez's campaign heavily relied on those combustible engine cars, even though a subway station was just 138 feet from her Elmhurst campaign office. She listed 1,049 transactions for Uber, Lyft, Juno, and other car services federal filings show. The campaign had 505 Uber expenses alone. In all, Ocasio-Cortez spent $29,365 on the emissions-spewing vehicles, along with car and van rentals, even though her Queen's HQ was a one-minute walk to the 7 train. The campaign shelled out only $8,335 on 52 MetroCard transactions. They go on. By comparison, fellow freshman rep Max Rose, whose district is more than twice the size of AOC's and, like hers, spans two boroughs, listed only 329 transactions for car services, totaling $6,091, campaign filings show. In a district with limited transit options and a $17 Verrazano bridge toll, Rose spent only $732 more than AOC on gas and tolls, an indicator of personal car usage. They go on to add that her campaign embraced the friendly skies, logging 66 airline transactions, costing $25,174 during campaign season. They go on to point out she only took the Amtrak 18 times, despite high-speed rail being the cornerstone of her Save the World strategy. Ocasio-Cortez responded to the front-page paper, saying, The Post put the fact that I get into cars while proposing a plan to invest in better car technology on their front page. 
Pack it up, folks. The Pulitzer's been decided. No one can rival this kind of hard-hitting journalism. Now, I do need to point a couple things out. I did, at one point, work for Greenpeace. It was about a month and a half to two months. I was a fundraiser for them and ultimately quit because I felt like they weren't particularly honest. And this goes into what Patrick Moore has talked about. Patrick Moore is a co-founder of Greenpeace. He's heavily criticizing Cortez, saying she has no idea what she's talking about. He's also claimed that Greenpeace has been taken over by eco-fascists. Whatever that means, but I certainly have my criticism of Greenpeace. Before jumping straight into the criticism that she received for more, I do want to point out, I don't think it's fair to criticize her for having to fly. People have to fly. It's a, it's a fact. She could have likely taken the train in many instances, but time really is a factor, so this does make sense. However, in New York City, it's actually much faster to take the train in almost every single circumstance. Trust me on this. I lived in New York for years. Often, people would argue against taking lifts or Uber or cabs because of how long it takes. To me, it would seem like this might be more so maybe laziness or just convenience. Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez tweeted, I also fly and use air conditioning. Living in the world as it is isn't an argument against working towards a better future. The Green New Deal is about putting a lot of people to work in developing new technologies, building new infrastructure, and getting us to 100% renewable energy. And this is where Patrick Moore chimes in. He says, the world as it is, in quotes, has the option of taking the subway rather than a taxi, an option of Amtrak rather than a plane, an option of opening windows rather than AC. You're just a garden variety hypocrite like the others, and you have zero expertise at any of the things you pretend to know. Someone responded, I hate to agree with Patrick, but he's bang on. Most of the Green New Deal initiatives are awful investments. He then says, investments is being kind. The fact is, the negative cash flow would grow so fast to meet the demands of AOC's Green New Deal, this would generate an economic depression, followed by the breakdown of food production and delivery, and then it would just get nastier, like in Ghostbusters. Patrick Moore also was fairly aggressive, saying, Pompous little twit, you don't have a plan to grow food for 8 billion people without fossil fuels, or get food into the cities. Horses? If fossil fuels were banned, every tree in the world would be cut down for fuel for cooking and heating. You would bring about mass death. He added, Isn't AOC a bit young to talk about World War II? It was hell and more than 60 million died. It's her Green New Deal that would be worse than World War II. Imagine no fuel for cars, trucks, tractors, combines, harvesters, power plants, ships, aircraft, etc. Transport of people and goods would grind to a halt. The Greens and AOC are just as much against natural gas as they are against oil and coal. They just play them off against each other. Make no mistake, these people are going for the jugular of civilization. It is a green jihad with no compromise. Now here's what I need to point out about Patrick Moore and this debate. There are a lot of people on the right who are flying the flag of Greenpeace, saying he's a Greenpeace co-founder. He knows way more than she does. And while I think it's fair to point out that Patrick Moore is much more learned and experienced and an expert in many of these issues, he isn't necessarily on the left or on the side of Greenpeace. You can point out he was a co-founder of Greenpeace, but a lot of people are trying to make it seem like Greenpeace would actually agree with him. They don't. Greenpeace does not like Patrick Moore. In 2010, they issued a statement, Greenpeace statement on Patrick Moore, saying Patrick Moore often misrepresents himself in the media as an environmental expert or even an environmentalist while offering anti-environmental opinions on a wide range of issues and taking a distinctly anti-environmental stance. He also exploits long-gone ties with Greenpeace 
to sell himself as a speaker and pro-corporate spokesperson, usually taking positions that Greenpeace opposes. They say by exploiting his former ties to Greenpeace, Moore portrays himself as a prodigal son who has seen the error of his ways. Unfortunately, the media, especially conservative media, give him a platform for his views and often do so without mentioning the fact that he is a paid spokesperson for polluting companies. Patrick Moore's statement as of yesterday was, I left Greenpeace 33 years ago because they were hijacked by eco-fascists. The entire history is in my book, along with my take on all the eco-issues today. Moore is pretty harsh, but he does bring up a lot of interesting points. Ocasio-Cortez has no problem using air conditioning or flying in planes or taking cars. Now, personally, you have to fly, especially if you're a politician who needs to get from New York to D.C., you could take the train. In fact, I know some particularly wealthy people that say the train is the better option because it's only a four-hour drive, so you don't need to fly that far. But you do need to fly to places like Europe or the West Coast. Now, I don't think Ocasio-Cortez needs to be going to Europe or any of these places, but this is why I understand why flying is not going anywhere anytime soon. As for all the Ubers, in my opinion, having lived in New York for several years... That kind of makes no sense. The train is actually faster. But more importantly, air conditioning? Look, environmental change, ending climate change, all of these things begin with the individual. A lot of people are now arguing for some reason that we need sweeping reform at industry level, high level jobs and industries to make these changes. And while that's somewhat true, for the longest time, environmentalists, at least as long as I've been alive, have argued for making those small changes. This is why you can buy low flow toilets. This is why people sell light dimmers, so you can use less electricity and less water. Because if everyone in the country reduced how much they were using, things would improve. If Ocasio-Cortez isn't willing to make these changes herself, why should she expect anyone else to? And it's the same we see from Al Gore when he talks about the problems of climate change and then has a massive mansion and flies around in private jets. I think a lot of these people understood the criticism of you're, you're kind of being hypocritical if you want other people to make changes, but you won't. Some people don't. Some people just preach it and continue carrying on. And it looks like Ocasio-Cortez is one of these people that even though she wants to point out we shouldn't be eating as much meat as we do or using air conditioning, she has no problem doing it herself. In fact, she recently got angry that someone snapped a photo of her and, and one of her friends eating a burger. Look, if you're going to talk about how meat is bad for the environment, and it is, then you can do more to eat less meat. And maybe that was the one burger her friend had in a week. Sure, that's fine. The point is, don't be surprised when people criticize you for being a hypocrite when you won't make the changes yourself that you want everyone else to make. A lot of people on the left have been defending Cortez, saying she's just driving in cars, everyone does. But, but listen, we have to make changes at an individual level, and she could absolutely take the train. She could absolutely compost. And more importantly, the New York Post compares her to another freshman representative who spent substantially less on cabs, even though he's in a much larger district. There's no excuse for Cortez to tell everyone else they need to change or to demand changes from industry when she's not willing to do it herself. And this is why I think Patrick Moore's commentary is on point. Though he may now be propped up by conservatives because he says something they like, he does make good points that... It's rules for thee, but not for me. And just because Moore talks to conservative media doesn't mean he's conservative, and it doesn't mean he's wrong. Greenpeace actually wants the Green New Deal to be more extreme than it already is. They want hard stops on fossil fuels. You can't do that. Simple logic. Patrick Moore is right. We need to feed people. We need tractors. We need roads. We need cars. Let's do what we can to reduce our dependency on these things. But at the same time, you have to recognize we can't just stop. 
and 12 years sounds an awful lot like just stopping. It's going to take a long time. It could be hard for us. Things could get bad. But it doesn't sound like Cortez and the Democrats actually have real solutions. Now let me know what you think in the comments below. We'll keep the conversation going. You can follow me on Minds at TimCast. Stay tuned. New videos every day at 4 p.m. Eastern. And I've got more videos coming up on my second channel, youtube.com slash TimCastNews at 6 p.m. Eastern. I am also in Los Angeles, hence the terrible audio and the weird background. But I will have more videos tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out, and I will see you all next time.